Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. This is Trevor Sternad from the Black Dahlia Murder here, and you're listening to the Ever Black Podcast. Hey, human scum, this is odorous from Quark. We're going to battle Fear Factory. This is George Quark, Commander Fisher. This is Jasmine Delodrop. This is Wade from Al Lost Enemy. Magnificent Fear Battle from Fiji. He is at Wednesday 13. This is Jasmine Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Gary Bruce from Simple Tour, and you're listening to Ever Black Podcast. All right, before we go into this episode, we just need to give a shout-out to our show supporters, the brutal occult clothing brand Electric Witch, who have amazing apparel from shirts to hoodies to hats to beanies and more. Check out their full range at electricwitch.com.au and put in the code EVERBLACK for 20% off your order. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the EVERBLACK podcast through Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and Facebook, and check out all our articles at everblackmedia.com. All right, on with the show. Of course, I mean, uh, you know, the new Heathen album, Empire of the Blind, is out on September 18. It has been about 11 years, which is crazy, but uh, definitely worth the wait. What made it now the right time to uh, get into making this new album and uh, unleashing it into the world? Well, we actually started uh, demoing songs for the record in 2012. So... kind of were starting to think about it um you know many years ago that would have been just a couple years after the evolution chaos was released so um that originally the plan was to have this record out much sooner um but then i got kind of uh pulled into the exodus vortex and and was playing live with them for Mm. uh, about six years so uh, and, and a lot of heavy touring. So there just wasn't a lot of time uh, in between tours and stuff to, to, to finish working on the record until I was more or less done with my Exodus commitments. So um, last year, I only had two shows with them that were what we call one-offs where we just fly there and play and go home. And, uh, and so I was able to really kind of dig in uh, to, to finishing the writing and and recording and everything. Um, so unfortunate delay, but, um, we, uh, you know, life kind of takes its turns and we just kind of go along for the ride sometimes. But I mean, it's exciting that, you know, I mean, fans have had a, that little time to wait, but you know, now everyone's going crazy for it. Cause it's, it's, it's I'm really impressed with this album. Like really, really solid songwriting. So how long from, you know, obviously demoing them from, from back then to now, how much did they change? Have they gone back? Um, Well, there were, uh, uh, so out of the, out of the demos that I did, I think by 2014, I had six songs done. Five of them had vocals. Um, The one that didn't have vocals, we didn't even record for the record. Um, So that was, that still exists, but it's like unfinished. Um, the, the, out of the other five, I would say four of them are almost identical to what, what ended up on the record. Um, the fifth one, uh, we weren't happy with it. And I 
basically went back in and sort of tore it apart and then added some uh, other stuff to it and changed the vocals and lyrics and that became the title track. So in that respect, I'm glad that I had the extra time to work on it because um, it's far better and far more epic sounding than it was, you know, when I first demoed that song. And it was uh, produced by the legendary Zeus as well. Yes. Man, that dude's done some awesome stuff. And uh, how was it working with him? Uh, it was great. I mean, um, I, I met up with him, I think it was uh, somewhere towards the end of 2018. Um, I, I was in town visiting my parents in Los Angeles area, and he happened to be there working on a project. And so we just met up for dinner and talked about the record. And, and then, uh, you know, we just kept in touch and I would be sending him demos along the way. And, and it was fantastic working with him because he's, um, he's, he's always got some kind of constructive criticism. He won't just say, is that good? He'll tell you why and, you know, here's what we should do or, you know, anything like that. It, it, it's same time he's also really good at sort of um understanding what your vision is mm -hmm. and getting you there so you know for for the production sort of the sound of the album um you know we really wanted to kind of capture a, a hybrid between the the classic late 80s early 90s albums that we all sort of either grew up making or listening to. Uh, and then the, and modern stuff, you know, where, I mean, it, we're in an era where, I mean, you can't really go back and just record on tape. I mean, you could, but it's, uh, even some of those tape machines, you know, they don't, a lot of them are broken and they don't make them anymore. I mean, so it's, it's one of those things where we tried to capture a, a, a hybrid between analog and digital. And we and so that's what exactly what we did. We we used a lot of analog equipment um, in in with the di you know sort of digital recording technology. So I mean it really came out great, and he was he was great to work with. Um, you know he's a, he and I have become friends um, through the process of of this, and we've worked on a couple other albums for for bands that I I manage. So um, you know it's it's it was really great and. And I, I can't say enough good things about about him and his work. I'd love to work with him. And yeah. this album, I, I, you are right. It's got the perfect blend between old and, and new. Like, it doesn't sound dated at all. Like, it sounds modern, but it's still got those classic uh, thrash elements that I, I, everyone's, like, loving. Like, thrash has really seemed to... It, it didn't go away, but it seemed to have a real big resurgence over the last, I'd say, 10 years? Yeah, I think, I mean, uh, right around the time when Evolution of Chaos came out, uh, Thrash had sort of seen this resurgence in like the mid 2000s somewhere. Yeah. And there were a lot of younger bands doing it um, and newer bands. And, uh, and it's, it's kind of continued on. I mean, there are a lot of, uh, you know, newer bands or, or bands even from like the mid 2000s, like Warbringer that are still doing it and releasing new stuff. And, um, you know, it's, it's great to, it's great to see that. Uh, I, I wish more, I wish more of those bands would, um, throw out the rule book that they've created. Yeah. Uh, back when, 
back when thrash metal came out the first time, you know, and we were all growing up listening to it or, or those guys were creating it. And um, there were no rules. You just wrote what you wrote. Um, you, you wrote stuff to sound, you know, that sounded good to you. And, um, and it didn't matter, you know, what, what kind of song it was or what tuning it was in or and none of that stuff mattered. And nowadays it seems like, you know, there are complaints like, you know, if the album's not an E or, you know, if you, <laughs> if you have a song that's too slow or, you know, and it's like, okay, well, you know, go back and listen to the thing that should not be on, in 1986 on Master of Puppets. That song was in C when nobody had done that yet. And it was awesome. And nobody complained that they had a song that wasn't in E, you know, it's just like those <laughs> rules and that, that stuff that everybody's got to throw that away. Thrash metal was about breaking the rules, not about creating rules and following them. <laughs> or uh, how many bullets are on your bullet belt? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, have, yeah. Nah. See? <laughs> yeah. Uh, more of that later. But um, <laughs> of course, I mean, there's, there's amazing tracks on these, like uh, The Blight and, and Sun in My Hand. I really love that one too. Um, which ones are you hanging to smash out live? When all this is over, of course, I mean, you hit the road. Uh, which one are you looking forward to smashing out with the old material? Um, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I imagine playing The Blight live. I imagine playing Empire of the Blind live. Um, I imagine playing Sun in My Hand. Uh, I'd love to play in black. I mean, I, I could probably picture playing any of them. I, the, the hard thing to know is um, what songs are fans going to want to hear live because we could make the, you know, we can, we can make a set list of what we want to play, but yeah. it might not be what they want to hear, you know? So we have to kind of see what they, we're in a, in a weird position because usually we'd be out touring already. Um, you know, promoting the record and stuff. The album was supposed to come out like three months ago. So, um, you know, it, 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 it'll be interesting. We'll have more time to see what fans like and, and plan our set around that. I think that kind of works as well. I mean, I mean, it's a bummer that it did get, uh, you know, pushed back like a lot of things, but I yeah. think on the flip side of that, it's going to give people a little bit more time, like you, you said, and they're going to get to know the songs. They're going to learn all the lyrics and you're going to get more of a feel of, of uh, what they're vibing off. But I think they're going to like uh, the majority of this album. Um, mostly everyone's going to really love, and it's going to be a hard pick for you guys. You might have uh, to do well, an album start to finish. Do one of those I, ones. I guess that's a, wow. That'd, that'd be a challenge. Uh, <laughs> I guess, uh, I, I guess that's a good problem to have. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. And another one's the uh, instrumental, Fine Red Mist, which is yeah. like a mega jam shred off with uh, some, some special guests. Tell us about that one. Uh, I had this idea. That was one of the last songs that came together for the record. And, and I had recorded a voice memo on my phone uh, with a riff on it. And I was just messing around with it. And I was like, yeah, I think I could make something out of this. And I, I just sort of played around with it. And it was one of those things where it just came together really quickly. The, 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 the core of the song it did anyway. Yeah. And I, my idea for it was to do what I, what I kind of think of as like a classic instrumental where it's not necessarily just about the shredding. It's more like there's a guitar part that takes the place of the vocals and it's still a song. So 
that's what more or less how that started. And then I just was thinking, you know, how cool would it be to have like a, a, a solo section where I just got to like have, have all these guys come in and do what I call the Bay Area shred off. And so, um, you know, I'm on the Exodus management team and of course I know the guys. So I, yeah. I, I was able to, um, you know, get in touch with Gary Holt and Rick Hunolt from the original Exodus H team and ask them if they would both um, play. And uh, I got in touch with Doug Piercy, who was the guitar player that was on the first two Heathen records with Lee and asked him and they all said yes. And uh, I sort of designed this trade-off guitar solo section for them um, where we could hear that the guys, guys from the original Exodus and the guys from the original Heathen sort of do this long trade-off solos section. And then it like drops off a cliff. And then I just <laughs> kind of took, I, the song goes in, goes a little bit in a different direction from that point, but it's, it, it's a really cool, fun song. It's, uh, it's got this epic feel to it at the same time, you know, and it's still a song instead of just shredding you know it's got the fun shredding section of course yeah, yeah. but it's a highlight on the record for me because as a fan growing up you know teenage me would never have imagined that i would write a song and have all those guys play on it. man it's it's so good please tell me you filmed it this uh, i did unfortunately unfortunately um the the budget for this album didn't allow for us to do fly everybody out to the same oh, studio yeah. so uh gary and rick tracked their stuff at at the studio where we recorded the last even record actually um and uh and and they weren't even together in the room because gary had, had you know he was out on tour with slayer when yeah, yeah. rick was doing his solo and then you know it didn't work out my my ultimate idea was to get everybody in the same room at least just for a photo op but Man. it didn't, didn't happen. Okay, so uh, one thing I was, I was going to say before is that I did notice that some bands are doing these videos where they'll be all over the place like we're, we're doing right now. Yep. But they'll, uh, you know, they'll cover songs or something like that. What if you did that? Would there, uh, that's something I, that? I would love to do that. Um, mo just, most of those videos, um, th those guys are not playing live they're pre-recorded parts and then they edit it together. So, um, you know, there's this mystery thing where everybody thinks that they got together and they jammed when they, I mean, they, they basically record it and then they video themselves playing along with the recording. So, yeah, which yeah. is cool. It's still cool. Um, I would love to do some kind of uh, playthrough video for a fine red mist um, and at least just have all the other guys play the guitar, you know, video themselves playing their guitar solos and edit together. I've, I've had an idea to do that. It would probably be me playing all the rest of it because <laughs> in the studio I played everything else, uh, but um, it would still be fun. It would be really cool to, as a video, I'm going to try and get them to do it. We'll see. The Exodus guys are about to start recording a record. Oh, really? Record, so, yeah. um, so I, they'll probably be busy for a little bit, but I would love to do it in the future. Yeah, that'd sure. be amazing. That would be absolutely amazing. And uh, uh, the the cover art is cool too. I can't wait to get a shirt. I'm I'm gonna pre-order one of those shirts. But uh, a lot of bands are doing the uh, jigsaw puzzles. 
at the moment. Is that on the cards? You notice that? Yeah. You know what? Um, I was just thinking about that the other day. I was thinking about how, if we did a, a, a thousand piece puzzle of that a new album cover, how hard it would be to put together. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it's actually really cool that bands are starting to think outside the box, so to speak, with um, other ideas for merchandise. You know, they can't go out and tour, um, which is for most bands, sort of the primary source of income. So, uh, you know, to, to come up with these new ideas for band products, I mean, you know, I would never have thought there would be an, you know, an uh, ACDC puzzle or something when I was growing up listening to music, you know what I mean? But now, now it's like lots of bands are doing them. I saw Meshuggah has them and King Diamond and so yeah, I would love to do one. Actually, I've already talked to our merchandiser about it. It's just a matter of like, how many do we have to make? Like, what's the minimum that we can make? Sometimes that's a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we'll see. It's a good idea though, for sure. I agree. I agree. It's a, you know, and then you can frame it and put it on the wall and stuff and you got it on your shirt and stuff. It's, it's cool. Yeah. 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 I'm all yeah. About. It's great artwork. Travis yeah. Smith does awesome artwork. So I can't wait, man. So good. And of course, uh, you know, another thing I've been noticing is a lot of bands are doing the the Spotify playlist, which I think is great. And it's a yep. good way to interact with people and fans and uh, also share what you're digging at the moment too. But uh, it's kind of like tape sharing in a way, isn't it? A modernized tape sharing. Yeah, it's a good way to look at it. Um, I mean, you know, back in the day when we did all the tape trading and stuff, um, and I saw this a little bit in the in that murder in the front row documentary when they were talking about it we didn't copy tapes of albums to like keep them that was like to hear them and then we wanted to buy them uh so tape trading that we did for keeping things was like demos or bootleg live you know if somebody recorded their live shows or you know like i have them i got you know tape traded copies of the metallica demos you know when they were being wow. circulated and stuff like that so those were things that we wanted to keep you know because you couldn't buy it unless you were there hmm. whereas the albums we could go buy the difference i think with now is you know yeah you're able to share a a mixtape so to speak with people of like stuff that you like to listen to and there's no time limit really i mean the last playlist i made for spotify was like two hours or something you know so it's it's cool in that respect um you know, it's a double-edged sword, though, because as a musician, I mean, in light of all the recent sort of Spotify stuff, I mean, you see how much bands get paid. Um, yeah. It's, it's a, the, the labels and, and Spotify and all the streaming services, they all, they all do fine with it. It's the bands that kind of get kind of screwed in the process. Now, I, I have a Spotify account um, that I pay for. But I, but if I added up my how much I pay for Spotify versus how much I make from Spotify, I wonder if I would be in the hole. <laughs> if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> so it's just you know, I mean, it's uh, unfortunately, for w whether we like it or not, that's the future. Now that people are able to stream music and they don't pay for it, or they do pay for it, you know, whether they want to sit through ads or not. Um, that's how they want to do it. That's how consumers are used to doing it. So it's never going to go back to the way it was. We've got to find ways to sort of adapt. And um, I, I'm, I'm still 
frustrated that so much music is not on the streaming services. I would go and look for something to put on a playlist and say, how is this not on Spotify? You know? Yeah. It's yeah. crazy. I mean, some albums that, uh, that I, I was looking for that there was a porcupine tree album that I was looking for for ages that I'd lost the, the physical copy of. Um, I don't know which one. Fear of, I think it was Fear of a Blank Planet. I think it was that one. And it's just it, not there. Just not even on, which is weird. You know, that was like well, that, big album, that means you know? this, Yeah, that means that somebody owns the rights to it and, yeah. and hasn't put it up yet. Or, I mean, it's just, it's crazy. I mean, you know, there's a violence album I was looking for the other day that's not on Spotify. And I'm like, how is this possible? <laughs> you know, they only had two, you know. <laughs> And so, that, that's a good thing about, uh, you know, having physical copies as backups. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm a CD guy. I, have a lot, I, I still buy CDs. So um, to me, that's still, even if I rip them onto my computer or put them in my library or whatever, I still like to have the physical thing because I, I like to look at the liner notes and, you know, read the lyrics and see what the artwork look like look, looks like. And to me, that's also the best way to support the band, you know, uh, is to buy some type of physical product. I mean, whether it's a T-shirt or, you know, CD or vinyl or whatever they're, whatever the bands are selling. I mean, I try and support um, either directly or, you know, if they don't have their own store, wherever they, you know, their music's being sold. I try to buy the physical product still, but I'm an, I'm an, I'm an old school guy, so. Me too. I mean, and a cassette, it's coming out on cassette too. Yeah, very limited, but, uh, you know, CD, vinyl, cassette. I think there are like five different vinyl configurations. Um, there's, a, there's a Nuclear Blast t-shirt, which has a, sort of a two-color version of the album cover. And right. then our Heathen store has a, a completely different uh, t-shirt and, and bundles with CDs and cassettes and vinyl. Take all my money. I'll just, <laughs> I'll just, I'll just send it through here. We'll but, uh, make sure you leave enough for yourself to live on. <laughs> we will take the rest. <laughs> See, it's funny. Like Nuclear Blast are pretty good like that, actually. Like as a label, like I think they're the best in the world. The way they push their bands, you know, the the product. Like man, they're, they're a really good label. They know their pro. They know their the genre. They know um, what fans want. Um, they have a, a pretty good um, variety of bands on the label. Mm. Um, you know, I mean, from what's basically started as a death metal label back in the day, um, it's, they've got a, a lot of stuff and they, you know, they're, they're great to work with, honestly. I'm, we've had a great time working with them on the record. I've known a lot of the people that work there, you know, for many years. So, um, they care about this music. They want it to be great. They want to get it out to everybody and have, have the bands on their label be successful. And it's not just, it's not just the financial success. It's just, they, they, you know, they want the music to, to see the light of day and get out to the people that need to hear it. Absolutely. hundred percent. And uh, of course the other band uh, prototype I love as well. So uh, what's going on with that? What's happening, man? Uh, we, not much. Uh, we haven't released anything since uh, our third album, Catalyst, came out in 2012. 
Um, we, we've done some sort of digital releases of, you know, demo collections and stuff since then, but, um, you know, we've got a few songs written, but haven't been able to work on them yet. A lot of, I had to put a lot of stuff on the back burner to finish the heathen record. So we'll see as, as, as COVID continues, maybe more, uh, music will surface. We'll see. Hope so, man. It's been absolute pleasure hanging with you and I hope we can see you down under once this is all over and back to normal fingers crossed yeah absolutely where are you I'm on the Gold Coast in Australia which is Queensland okay yeah I we uh I was fortunate to uh get to Australia with Exodus in 2015 when yes and a couple shows otherwise and it was uh it was great we got to go to the beach uh on the Gold Coast we hijacked uh one of the sound sound wave uh, bands and took it out there. So uh, yeah, it was great. So uh, we can't wait to bring heathen over there. I mean, I, I had a great time when I was, I was down under before. So beers and uh, yes. barbecues and uh, all the fun stuff. We're definitely going to see you when this is uh, all over. And uh, I wish you and the boys all the best new heathen now and, New Heathen out, blah, blah, blah. This is all happening today, isn't it? Let me start that again. <laughs> the New Heathen album, Empire of the Blind, is out on September uh, 18 through Nuclear Blast. I'll have the links here, as I usually say. All the best, bro, and uh, take care. Stay safe. Hey, thank you. You too. All the best to you. Thanks, bro. Bye. All right. Cheers, man. Bye, man. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 